They buy it because they're desperate. They buy it because nobody else is telling them a message like this. So they go, that guy, that guy, that, 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 that's. He said that if we get rid of the Mexicans, somehow our economy will come back. He said that if we build a wall, the economy will come back. He said he's going to open the coal mines. He said he's going to bomb uh, nuke China. Uh, he, again, they don't know. They only know what they know. They know that shit isn't right. So they believe in this guy. So when they fought for that guy on January 6th, they weren't really fighting for that guy. They were fighting for all the other stuff that's in their heart that's got them pissed off. And we need to understand that to bring them back into the fold. Otherwise, we lose them and the country in the process. I'm Rick Sanchez. This is the Rick Sanchez Podcast. And I want to tell you right now, there's such a thing as overplaying your message. If you're a business person or a family person and you want to understand what is a proper message, one of the things you have to do is understand what other people are thinking outside of your own little circle. And that is just the opposite of what's going on right now in the United States, where we have some people who for some reason are thinking, why doesn't everybody think like me? I don't understand why people don't think like me. I think like this, so why don't they think like this? So if I think like this, it must mean that I'm a really great patriot and a great American. And everybody who doesn't do what I do must not be a great American or a great patriot. Now, this goes right to what's happening in our country right now with the elections. I don't know how many of you have had people recently come to your house. You know, you're a good neighbor. You have a backyard barbecue and you invite your neighbors over. And then there's always these neighbors lately who come over and they want to start telling you who they're going to vote for. They're going to tell you who they don't like. They're going to tell you their agreement or disagreement on certain politics. And they're just putting it all out there. And you're thinking, man, this is a backyard barbecue. They're telling you how much they hate all these Mexicans coming over. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I'm voting for DeSantis. And I hate all these other people because all Democrats are communists. And you're like, okay. And they're just assuming that you have to agree with them. This is what you believe, that this is what he believes or she believes. So you have to believe that too. How could you not believe that? What's wrong with you? Don't you go home and watch five hours straight of Fox News? They must be thinking this because they just put their stuff out there. I mean, here's an example of it. T take a listen to this. This is on one of those right-wing networks, and this is what they broadcast all day long, but it's not different from anything you would hear on any other right-wing broadcast network, including Fox News. I was thinking about this today. Uh, you don't see events like this coming from the left or the Democrats. I mean, what do they... They, you think they would celebrate this country. You think they would celebrate the freedoms that we have. But honestly, Christian, let's think about this a second. I and if 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 I'm not aware of any events that the Democrats are putting on like this, is there a Democrat? Is there a Biden boat parade? If that happens, I want to go check it out because I really don't think they celebrate freedom like conservatives and Republicans do. First of all, the idea that he just said on TV for all the world to hear that this is the definition of celebrating freedom. Like, you have to go out there and you have to be uh, yelling and letting everybody know who you're going to support. And it has to be loud and it has to be proud and it has to be just in front of everybody's face. What if I don't want to do that? What if I don't want to go out there and tell everybody what my political thoughts are? But I still have them and they're just as meaningful. But I don't need to put them on a splash them on my boat. You know, in fact, let me just ask you, you're listening to me right now. When was the last time that you went up and down the street waving a banner or a flag or screaming the name of the guy you're going to vote for? Like your neighbor needs to know this. Now, when was the last time you took your boat or your RV out and instead of spending quality time with your family going camping, you decided instead that you were going to use it to display messages about your political position, about your political preferences? When was the last time you did that? I bet you you haven't done that, right? You know, my wife and Suzanne and I, we just recently went back to Minnesota where I went to school. I'm a golden gopher. And we went to see a game and we went walleye fishing. So we were out in rural Minnesota and I couldn't believe some of the messaging. 
that I saw with people painting in their front yards with signs and on their walls. They were telling me who they were going to vote for. And it was not going to be against, and it was not Democrats because they're communists. Communists, they wrote, misspelled. Um, I mean, they're just putting it all out there. And it's so weird to me, in a sense. Not because they don't have a right. Everyone has a right to vote for whoever they want. Everyone has a right to support whoever they want. There's nothing wrong with supporting candidate X if candidate X is a Republican or candidate V if candidate V is a Democrat or whoever. But it's the putting it out there. I got to share something with you. I got to share something with you. So there was this dude named Roger Ailes. A lot of you guys know who Roger Ailes is. Roger Ailes is infamously the guy, infamously, not famously, infamously, Access on the uh, accent on the in <laughs> because he wasn't a good guy, as we later learned. You've seen the movies. You've seen everything else. He was not a good guy. Roger was a very flawed human being. But it, it just so happened that when I was on TV on CNN, he was courting me, so to speak. He thought I had the potential to be an anchor over at Fox. So we talked a lot, once a week at least. And I remember he said something once. How, how did he start the whole Fox News thing and the whole right-wing movement that we now see in these parades that we're seeing and these boat parades, for example, that we were just talking about? Because he believed in something a long time ago and it went something like this. And he said it many times publicly, but he told me too. He said, Rick, you know the difference between a Republican and a conservative? I said, no. He said a conservative is going to not tell you what he thinks. Conservatives, think about it. This is true. In the 1970s, et cetera, conservatives were quietly confident about their opinions. They disagreed with a lot of the stuff that, going on, that was going on, but they're not the ones who were having parades and having uh, manifestations of uh, demonstrations and uh, protests and uh, letting their hair go long and uh, doing drugs out in front of people and running around naked and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. That was the left. That was the left who was doing that stuff. And yet, Roger Ailes realized at the time, and he said, conservatives don't even tell pollsters what they think. They just wait, and when it comes to election day, they go to the ballot box and they vote their conscience. They're not the ones out there putting it all out there. That was Roger Ailes describing conservatives back then, which is what led him to start Fox News, which unleashed conservatives. And now, and now, what do we have? What do we have now? It's the opposite. Who's got the quiet confidence? Who's just the guy who's having a backyard barbecue and his neighbor comes over him and his neighbor starts screaming about what an awesome President Trump was and how DeSantis is going to be the next hero of America and how Mexicans need to be put down and how blacks are out of control and how, uh, you know, I don't know, abortion rights, this, that, the other, they're all issues. Some of them I agree with, some of them I don't agree with, but I don't go around telling everybody. And it's the, biz I, I get, I get this all the time among people I know. They just come up to me and they just start assuming I agree with everything they say. Like, like, they just think that I must agree with them. You have to agree with me. What, what, you mean there are people who don't agree with me? Maybe it's because they live in this world where they only receive that message. They think that that's the universal message. <laughs> they think, well, I get this message every day when I turn on my content, whatever that is. I don't know, Fox News, O-A-N-A-O-N, this, Newsmax, blah, 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 whatever. They must think that's, that's, that's Walter Cronkite to them. He's the voice everybody listens to. They don't know that there are people who are listening to other things. And deep down when they're saying these things, those people are going, okay, hmm, kind of wish I hadn't invited you to my barbecue, but I'm not going to argue with you. So, hey, would you like a beer? <laughs> would you like a beer? And, and that's kind of where we are. I mean, think, think about this message that this guy's saying. George, play that again. You're hearing a guy say, if you're not out there putting it all out and telling everybody what you think, 
expecting that they have to think like you, then you know what? Then you're not a real American and you're not a patriot. Listen to this message. I was thinking about this today. Uh, you don't see events like this coming from the left or the Democrats. I mean, what do they... They, you think they would celebrate this country. You think they would celebrate the freedoms that we have. But honestly, Christian, let's think about this for a second. I and if, if if I'm not aware of any events that the Democrats are putting on like this, is there a Democrat? Is there a Biden boat parade? If that happens, I want to go check it out because I really don't think they celebrate freedom like conservatives and Republicans do. Well, I guess they celebrate freedom in a different way. They vote, and uh, apparently. In that vote, they seem to have uh, proven that uh, they didn't agree with that. They didn't agree with those principles. They didn't agree with the guy who showed up at the backyard barbecue, but they kept their mouth shut. They offered you a beer. They quietly walked away. They weren't rude. They didn't go out and have a Biden protest. They just kept their mouth shut. And when election day came, they proved all the pollsters wrong. And they voted. You know why they voted? You know why they voted? They voted because they were sick and tired of hearing that guy who shows up at the backyard barbecue and says horrible things about women, horrible things about black people, horrible things about Hispanic people, etc., etc. And you know what? They kept a running tab in their head. If this is where the Republican Party is going, then I don't want to be anywhere near that. And I'm going to do everything I can to stop them. Because I don't think they were saying there's anything wrong with being a Republican. In fact, I'm all for correct fiscal policy, pro-family policy, whatever the things are that we attribute to the Republican Party of old. Not this Republican Party, the Republican Party of old. I'm all for it, and so are most Americans in many ways. And that's why for many years we had this contest between these two prevailing ideologies. But today, it's gone in a different direction. And by the way, I think we need to also establish this because just like they have a really pretty, I guess, boat parade in the St. John's River for uh, Ron DeSantis. I'm not sure how pretty it is, by the way, if you go in there and you get up close and you look at the signs on some of the sides of those boats, because there's nothing wrong with saying I'm for America. There's nothing wrong with waving the American flag. There's nothing wrong with, you know, showing a Ron DeSantis uh, campaign sticker or campaign flag. Nothing at all. There are some virtues to Ron DeSantis. There are some virtues to uh, doing this. But if you look close, if you look real close, you'll also see some other signs. You'll see signs that say that your opposition is evil. You'll see signs that say that your opposition needs to be eliminated. You'll see signs criticizing uh, women. You'll see signs directly criticizing Latinos in a very large way, as in they're criminals and they're rapists and we should stop them at the border, don't let them come and maybe get rid of some of the ones who are already here. That message will be there as well. So there's other messages besides just, oh, we're celebrating who we want to vote for. In fact, look, I mean, I don't need to tell you this because we know this. Yeah, you, you can show a, like they do on this network, they can show a long view from really far away of some really pretty boats and you could barely make out the little flags and you see some American flags and maybe some DeSantis flags. But they're not showing you what is really being said, what is really being offered, what the messaging is that's coming out of there. And we know what it is, unfortunately. And hopefully Ron DeSantis will be a smart guy and he'll figure it out and he'll moderate his position. But we know that these people have just moved from Trump to DeSantis, the ones who are, for the most part, celebrating in this parade. Yeah, they're loud and proud, but a lot of their loudness and a lot of their pride is about some things that are pretty horrible, pretty hateful, pretty mean, pretty nasty. Things not too dissimilar for other times, from other times when these people have gathered and had these, uh, these uh, manifestations, protests, these uh, demonstrations. Here's an example of Trump getting them all riled up about, essentially, we know, Mexicans. And then 
for some reason, they all decided to have another demonstration. It was on January 6th, and they protested also. And they were very loud and showing their pride as Americans. And yeah, we've got we've got some clips here. Let's let's put those up too. Let's put those up too. Build that wall. 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 Multiple capital injuries. Multiple capital injuries. Those, those, those sounds are the sounds of proud Americans, right? I mean, how far does it go? And by the way, I want to be fair about this. Go back to the 1960s and part of the 1970s, right? And what did we see, right? We saw people in America, like these people, who believed in certain things that they were angry about. I agree with these people that you see right there in that January 6th protest. Because deep down, they're angry that the banks have screwed them over, which is what happened during the meltdown of 2008. They're angry that we have fought wars and there's no results from any of these wars other than the fact that we go to wars with countries and then all of a sudden we end these wars and we ask ourselves, why did my son die? What the hell was that all about? They're angry that for some reason, if you're a worker in America, your wages have gone down a tiny fraction of the amount that the big guys on Wall Street and the CEOs have made in this country. It's not even close. It's like for every $10 that uh, the investors or the investor class or the CEOs make, you make maybe 25 cents. And you know that. So yeah, these are the things that deep down they're protesting about and they're and they're angry and they take it out and they somehow think that some guy named Donald Trump, give me a break, is going to solve all of these problems. <laughs> right. Right. But what does that what does that remind you of? See, this is about messaging. What does that remind you of? What happened in the 1960s and 1970s, right? A, a, a very progressive liberal group of Americans didn't start that way. They were just young people who were angry about the Vietnam War, and they were right. Just like these protesters are right about wages, and just like these protesters are right about unnecessary wars, and just like these protesters you know, are right about the meltdown and how banks got away with it and not one person was prosecuted, the people in the 1960s and 70s were right about the Vietnam War. That Vietnam War was based on a lie. No, sorry, not one lie, about 500 lies. Because every week we were telling the American people something about how we were winning and how we were doing this. And it was a lie on top of a lie on top of a lie. And it finally blew up. And the American people said enough of this war. This war is there to make money for people. That's not a war that's being fought for America. The Vietnamese people are not a threat to us. Why are we there? But then what happened? Okay, you're right. The Vietnam War was not good. But what does that have to do with taking off your clothes and running around naked and getting high on drugs? What does it have to do with tearing things down in these protests? What did, what did, it has, what did that have to do with taking down the institutions of this country that did still work and had nothing to do with the war. Sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Same thing. The left, correct as it was on its original principle, got out of control. The right sat there and watched and said, these people are crazy. I'm watching these people on TV and they're having these protests and they're half and they're running around naked and they're taking heroin and LSD and they're celebrating. What the hell is going on in this country? These people have gone too far. And I kind of agreed with them at the beginning that we had a problem with the Vietnam War, but now they've lost me. Okay. So what's going on now? Same thing in reverse. 
Now it's the conservative Republicans who are out there putting all their stuff out there. They're the ones who are running around crazy. It's nuts, but it's exact. And, and, and the Democrats, the guy who has a, a, a backyard barbecue at his house invites one of these people over. It's no different than if in the 1960s you would have had a backyard barbecue and some guy would have shown up at your house and he started screaming about Nixon and the war and Vietnam and, and, and then he offers you heroin and you're high. Well, I don't know. And you're looking at him like, okay, you want a beer? <laughs> you want a beer? I, I don't even know what to think. Now it's the opposite. You invite a guy to your house for a backyard barbecue and he's screaming about Trump and DeSantis and Democrats are all communists and we got to take down the government and we got to charge the Capitol and kill Pelosi and then we got to hang Mike Pence. And you're going like, what the fuck? <laughs> so suddenly it's the Republicans, the conservatives, not all of them. Let's be fair. Not all of them. But just like back then, every Democrat wasn't out there high on LSD, running around naked, starting, you know, communes. <laughs> but a lot of them were, and that's the image we saw. And what's the image that you see now in America? People, people on the MAGA side saying and acting in crazy ways. And we're being told on this, in, in this clip that I showed you, that they're right. They're the real patriots because they're out there doing it. Well... See, I don't know. I don't know. But that's seemingly the reality. I, I mean, I, 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 I can't tell you enough how my mind goes back to Roger Ailes, Roger Ailes, Roger Ailes. And the irony of the fact that Roger's the one who changed Republicans. He started this. They were just quietly, Republicans were quietly confident and uncomfortable about America. And they didn't tell you what they thought. They just showed up at the polls and they voted. Today, Republicans that we see anyway, to be fair, not all of them, the ones that we're seeing, the ones that were created by, 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 by Fox News and then manifested by others and then really taken out of, the, and, and, and then really blown up by Donald Trump, right? Who are they? the complete opposite of everything Roger Ailes said that the Republicans used to be. Republicans used to be the quiet people who stood back. They didn't tell you what they thought. They didn't even give you the answers on polls. In fact, pollsters would call that. There was an effect that they started using on that with Republicans, that the polls would always under-index Republicans because Republicans didn't tell you what they thought. So they always, in the polls, gave a little more, they gave more numbers to Republicans because they figured Republicans would be less apt to tell you what they think. Well, guess what's changed now? What just happened in this election? Democrats are the ones who didn't tell you what they thought. They weren't out there having giant parades or boat parades or flying flags. or They didn't do any of that. They just showed up at the polls and they voted their conscience. Democrats have seemingly become what Republicans used to be in the eyes of Roger Ailes. Scotty, I know you're with me because uh, I this conversation is something that is uh, important to us because yeah. we, we, we see this all the time. And, and I'll tell you, as a, as, a, as a guy, my whole life has been about messaging. I built mm -hmm. or helped to build a $4 billion company uh, by being in charge of the message of the company. And one of the things I've always realized about messaging is don't take yourself so serious that you think that your message is the only one that matters. Mm. Because when you do that, you lose money. You lose clientele. You lose the ability to grow. My friend, what I just described seems to me, watching this election, seems to me to be what's happening with the Republican Party. Yeah. They took their yeah. own message too seriously. They didn't take anybody else's message into account. And as a result, it looks like they're paying for it dearly. Yeah.
Yeah, it's it, if it did truly all start with Roger Ailes and with everything that I've seen in the past and what you've told me, a lot of it has to do with Roger Ailes and the messaging that he's you know he started, whether it be you know pushing the fear mongering or telling that your country is going to be taken away by these other people. Insert who those other people may be, mm-hmm. uh, and it created a monster. And unfortunately, sometimes when you create these monsters, you can't control them. And messaging is in the same vein, I believe, where. Once the message hits the atmosphere, the stratosphere, whatever, it's not always controllable once it hits the masses. And for the most part, I would say, you know, I was born in 1983. So I first start remembering seeing politics probably around the George W. George H.W. Bush campaign is the first political stuff that I can remember as a kid. And. I don't remember any kind of hate or vitriol coming out of the party like what you saw today. And the change is Trump. I mean, Trump took that messaging and he made people angry about it. He put it on steroids because you never saw Republicans in the streets protesting. You never saw him at the Capitol. You never saw him on the corner every weekend yeah. outside of Home Depot with flags and trucks and music playing and waving the flags at people. I mean, you didn't see these things. Well, uh, it's interesting what you just said. So let's let's go back. First of all, I'll disagree with you. During the 1960s, mm-hmm. you may be too young, but they sure. had effigies of Richard Nixon. They were burning them down. They charged the 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 Capitol. Uh, they were massive protests, massive rallies. They got dangerous. People died. All of much of what we've seen transpire with Republicans actually transpired in the 1960s. It did. Um, right. And I mean, and, I know about they, the DNC. And by the and way, they, I was just a little kid, obviously. What the hell? I mean, right. I may have been in diapers or something, but somehow I've read enough. I remember enough. Somehow it got into my sinew enough that I thought the world was coming apart. And this was crazy stuff that I was watching on television. The kind of stuff that my dad was embarrassed for and would look at me and say like, wow, sorry, son. Um, yeah, people were high. People were drunk. People were naked. People were 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 defiling themselves, breaking shit. They were doing a lot of crazy stuff at the time. And the rest of the country, you know, who was somewhere either in the middle or to the right, looked at him like, wow, okay, we'll just, when it comes time to vote, we're going to keep this in mind. Right. I think yeah. that's what happened now, Scotty. I, I think I people would, heard I, this I, woman in, in pardon me for interrupting you, but when a no, woman no, in no. Arizona running for the governorship goes on and says the horrible things that she has said about minorities, about me, about my mother, about my father as a Latino, she said, you're a rapist and you're a criminal and we don't want you in this country. And I want you to elect me. And people of Arizona apparently took umbrage to that and said, you know, this is just getting too ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, you know, a couple differences, at least from what I can tell from, you know, with the 60s. And like you said earlier, what they were protesting was the war. They were protesting, you know, workers' rights. They were protesting, you know, the 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 financial institution that runs America. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were. And at the same time, you had uh, these psychedelics being introduced into American culture. <laughs> and you had guys like, yeah, I, I mean, listen, if you do the research and you look at guys like Timothy Leary, what was what was his big saying back then? Yeah. It was turn on, tune in and drop out. Right. I mean, it was basically a way of telling people that this this society of establishment that we've had is brainwashing you and it's killing us. And it's time to break out of these things by for your mind by any means necessary. And people did drugs and people formed weird or strange communes and did things that we all see today as what's you know described as the hippies. Yeah. But the people on January 6th, I didn't hear one person talking about banks. I didn't hear one person talking about wars. I didn't talk, hear one person talking about human rights or workers' rights. They were trying to stop the quote-unquote steal. They yeah. were trying to hang the vice president of the United States. Yeah. They were trying to get the secretary of state. So, yes, I agree with you what you're saying. Like, yeah, I agreed with the message of the 60s until they got a little crazy. What message do you agree with now? They weren't protesting. They may be angry about those things. But they never went out there saying that. They were talking about Trump and making sure he would be our president again. Well, here's what we have to understand. And I think we should be even killed and we should be fair about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and explain this. The people there on January 6th were, you're right, was a single issue that moved them at the time. And the issue was, my guy lost and I'm mad. And he told me the other t- side cheated and I have to come help and uh, defend him. So that's why I'm here. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, a very stupid, simplistic, 
um, and wrong-headed reason to charge the capital. But here's what we need to understand. The American people really are frustrated with what they've seen with some of the factors that I described just a moment ago. And those factors really are, if you're a working guy in America, you have seen your wages become a joke. Even though this country has produced more GDP-wise, gross domestic product-wise, more in the last 50 years than any country in the history of the world. And all of that production was created by the American worker who's gone in and has given up vacations and has fewer vacations than most people in a developed world and has now put in more hours. And if you scale all these things that Americans have done, the American working human being is one of the most prolific human beings on earth when it comes to being devoted and loyal and everything that they've done. And then they go to see their paycheck and they ask, what the hell happened? And where's my tax money going? And why did we spend a trillion dollars in Afghanistan? And why did they take that out of my paycheck? And who made all the money over there? And why during the meltdown that we know was caused by corrupt bankers did not one corrupt banker go to jail? And Americans are asking themselves this question and they don't know the answer. Along comes a guy named Donald Trump, of all people, who, by the way, has been responsible for most of the things that I just mentioned or has been a, 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 a part of it in some way. And he says to them, oh, yeah, I understand why you're angry and I'll take care of it. And I'll, I'll go up against China and I'll make sure I end all the wars and I'll make sure I do this and I'll put money in your pocket. And if you're a coal miner, I'll restart the coal. And just all these ridiculous anecdotal stuff, none of it that is realistic in terms of how you approach the problem, but they buy it. They buy it because they're desperate. They buy it because nobody else is telling them a message like this. So they go, that guy, that guy, that, 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 that's, he said that if we get rid of the Mexicans, somehow our economy will come back. He said that if we build a wall, the economy will come back. He said he's going to open the coal mines. He said he's going to bomb, uh, nuke China. Uh, he, you know, again, they don't know. They only know what they know. They know that shit isn't right. So they believe in this guy. So when they fought for that guy on January 6th, they weren't really fighting for that guy. They were fighting for all the other stuff that's in their heart that's got them pissed off. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallerati, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. And we need to understand that to bring them back into the fold. Otherwise, we lose them and the country in the process. But, but the problem with that is, how do you get the people to stop voting for the people that are against their own interests? Because again, you, you mentioned, and again, I, I understand that going into Afghanistan and Iraq wasn't a a strictly Republican policy. Uh, everybody kind of signed up for it for the most part on both sides of the aisle. But where did most of the the noise, at least in the uh, uh, the parties, come from? Yeah, I was eighteen. I was eighteen when that happened. I didn't know any uh, progressive liberal type people of my age screaming, "Yeah, let's go to war and get these damn Arabs and terrorists." No, it was a certain group of people that were doing that. And why did they you, do that? That think 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 through this for a minute. Roger Ailes mm -hmm. needed. In an Exonian way, because he worked for Nixon right. uh, and for Reagan, uh, to try and get the good old-fashioned white Americans 
to uh, proliferate American um, standards of ideology. And one of those was we back our military. We sure. protect our military. We're all for the military. And those crazy lefties, they're not. Because yeah, remember, during I was, I was the, a the communist. Vietnam War, they fought against us. So, so that 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 was part of the Ailes plan to right. m to manifest uh, a a pro white right movement. And you had to include there during the Iraq War the fact that we were for the war and the liberals were not for the war, and that's why that happened. But look today, but today Republicans are against wars. And liberals are for wars. <laughs> Maybe a party, but not the people. I mean, the people are definitely not for war. You think I don't a bunch know, of baby. liberals? I, I, I drive you around and I liberals? see a lot of. I drive around and I see a lot of uh, Ukrainian flags flying in front of people's homes, and I'm wondering why. What, 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 uh, yeah, but why, I, why I do you want honest, us to man, go in there? I see, I see that from both sides. I see. I see the Ukrainian flags hanging off the Trump bumper stickers too. I, that's that's. I haven't. That's. I have. Oh, I definitely have in my area. Pfft. Definitely have. My but point again, is. It, it, my my point is a lot of things have flipped. A yes, lot, a lot know, of things have flipped. But again, the workers' right thing. Who's the one that's? Who's the? What's the party that's destroyed workers' rights overall? Who's destroyed the unions? Who 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 allowed Citizen United to be formed in this country? That's screwed over normal people mm -hmm. from contributing and, and having to fight against super PACs and things like that. Now, Democrats may contribute to those things. They may participate in those parties that or those those games that are now legal or allowed to happen. But where did they originate? Mm -hmm. The people that voted them in power were the Republican Party. We could sit here all day and argue whether the Republican Party is good and the Democrat and oh, the Democrats course. are bad or vice versa. Um, and in the end, I would I would tend to agree with you. A lot of the things that have happened. Uh, more recently in this country, uh, the diminishment of the working uh, position. You're right, unions. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, you know, more of a Republican position than it is a Democrat position. But in the end, I think what we're seeing right now, and to me as a business guy, I look at it in terms of, uh, I look at it in terms of messaging. Mm -hmm. After a while, you just, you, you need to, come to terms with what your message is. And in this case, it seems plain to me that if the Republican Party, let's suppose a Republican Party were a publicly traded company instead of the Republican Party. You're a publicly traded company and you make widgets. And those widgets uh, have to be purchased by as many people as possible because that's how you make your money, right? Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, you are only marketing to a certain type of individual. And you think, what's worse, that that individual is the only one that represents your market. The only people who would buy your widget, right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a candy bar. The only people who will buy your candy bar, the only people who will drink your beer, the only people who will buy your car are people who are like this. I don't know. Maybe they're green. Maybe they're short. Maybe they're tall. Let's suppose for the sake of argument that you think, because you're a conservative, that they're all conservatives. So in all of my messaging, I'm going to talk about being conservative. In all of my commercials with my chief marketing officer, I'm going to tell her or him that she needs to make sure she markets to uh, essentially only conservatives. And then you start realizing that your revenues last year were $1 billion, and this year they're down to three quarters of a billion. And you're asking yourself, what happened? How come people aren't buying my widgets? Why did I suddenly go down? And that's what just happened in this election. I think the Republican Party just realized their message sucks. And yeah. they somehow got caught up into something they believed everyone believed. And that happens to CEOs too. And that happens to people in relationships. And that happens to other people in other businesses. And just drawing it up as a, as a, as a wrong-headed plan I think this is going to have a lasting effect on the Republican Party as a result of their not understanding their own message or who their audience really could be. But do you think that it's too late now? Because if they start toning down their messaging and the people are used to 
blood and guts, essentially. I mean, you know, for lack of better, do you think they're going to be okay with this message or is the Republican Party going to just be a bunch of rhinos now? And, you know, Republican in name only, because uh, that's what I that's that's kind of anecdotally what I'm hearing. Well, I think there's going to be some serious infighting. I think, you know, you don't have yeah. to be a genius to figure out that there's some really weird conversations going on right now between McCarthy um, on the uh, congressional side and, uh, you know, McConnell on uh, the Senate side. Um, and the question that we're all left with now is we didn't understand our audience. Yeah. Because we believed our audience was MAGA, right? If we were looking, mm -hmm. again, I'm not looking at this as a party. I'm looking at this as a company, right. a tr publicly traded company. Who's your audience? And uh, the chief marketing officer says, well, our brand appeals to, uh, and then she says, only or mostly MAGA people, whatever that mm -hmm. means. You can conjure up your own. So yeah. the CEO goes, okay, based on that, let's make sure we spend more money on MAGA. We don't, and let's take money we would have spent on others and just put it on MAGA. And that's kind of what the Republican Party yeah. did when it decided we're all in for Trump. We're all mm -hmm. in for Trump. Whatever Trump says, we're going to back and we're never going to defy him. And we're never going to stand up and be against him because if we do, it'll hurt our brand. Yeah. Guess what? Their brand, as far as I can tell right now, and maybe it'll change, but Again, yeah, at this moment, when we're doing this podcast, the Republican brand could never be worse. They went into midterms when they were supposed to historically forget everything else, forget the conditions, forget inflation, forget the war, forget everything, and just say historically, what happens during the midterms after one party gets elected and has both houses and the presidency? That midterm historically, the other side does great. And that party, the party of the president, gets clobbered. Clobbered. That's just history. That's not, you know, the foundation or the dynamic of what was going on this time. That's just history. This moment in this election seems to have defied history. And in defying history, it's telling us everything about the Republican Party. And its inability to message. That's what I see. That that's 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 what I see in this situation, Scotty. I, again, I I I think their messaging is clear, and I think they've been excellent at me messaging. But I think you're correct that they put their chips on the wrong block for long term. I mean, I think back to the DeSantis commercial when he ran for governor in the state of Florida uh, what, four years ago now, uh, last time, where you know his kid was dressed in uh, the Trump gear and he was building the wall with his child, and the child was sleeping with the Trump. Baby, I mean, what was that? What is that? And how are these people going? I, I mean, here's the thing, because now if 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 if, if DeSantis is running against Trump, you're going to tell me those commercials aren't going to re-air again or all these imageries of wearing the Make America Great hats or, or you know, so I, a lot of these people are going to have eggs on their face. But again, historically, it's not going to matter. Well, listen, I'm not saying they have figured it out. I'm just no. saying for the first time. <laughs> You know, uh, what did our friend Mike Tyson say? Everybody's got a plan until you get, yeah, punched, until you get in punched in the face. Well, guess who just got punched in the face? Yep. Guess who just got punched in the face? The Republican Party just Republican got punched Party. in the face, and they're going to have to figure this out. Because whether they keep the uh, Congress, um, it's still a loss uh, yeah. in when it comes to expectations. And expectations are everything. <laughs> expectations are everything. If yeah. if the if 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 the expectation is that your New York Jets are supposed to destroy my Miami Dolphins because they're just so much better and the Dolphins have no players because their quarterback is hurt and they got nothing going on, and all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter and the game is tied with two minutes left to play. Yeah, I won. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it, you're <laughs> That was the Jets scenario last week with Buffalo. We beat the Buffalo Bills, the greatest team in the football right now. Right. We beat them by three points after the game. It wasn't supposed to happen. It was exactly. That's Even if we lost that game, it was still a win because of where we were at. But yes, I agree with you on that. That's the expectation game. And now mm. we see where it goes. But uh, this idea that there are so many people in this country and it's so weird because I know you've talked about this and so have I. And you're listening to me now and I'm telling you that I 
every day, it seems, somebody comes up to me and just presumes that I believe what they believe. Yeah. And the it once in a while happens on the other side where somebody who's either a progressive or a Democrat or whatever you want to call them, a non-Trump voter or something, uh, will say that, you know, and I'll go, wow, that was kind of weird. He just came up and told me his whole, you know, political philosophy <laughs> on life and I didn't even ask. Yeah. But at least once a day, I have someone who voted for Trump or is a Trump loyalist who will just come up to me and start talking to me and they'll reveal that to me. And I'm going like, why did you assume that I would just nod my head and agree with you? And by the way, I don't argue, obviously. You know, right. I'm not going to go into a grocery store to buy tomatoes for my wife <laughs> and, and get stopped on the way in by somebody who gives me an opinion and all of a sudden I'm going to yeah. sit there and argue with them. I, I just go, oh, thank you very much. Hey, good to see you, man. Hope things are well. Say hi to the family, and I just move on. But yeah, but but all the time. This no, that, that's all it. The I've, time. I've, I mean, I've experienced that before. You know, in the political realm, just because of maybe my skin color. I mean, not necessarily the way I dress, because I definitely dress a little bit more on the urban side. But I've definitely had people come up to me and assume I was a Trump supporter. Again, I, I'm assuming because of my skin color, and I've 100 percent more times than that had people come up to me and start talking to me race like in racial terms. Oh. Like, can you believe these people behind the counter? I mean, look at them; they can't even speak English right now. <laughs> And I'm looking at them like, why are you explaining? Why, why are you telling what? me this? <laughs> I, I, and I, it, it boggles my mind yeah. how many times in my life that's happened. Usually it happens at a deli counter or at a gas station counter yeah. where the, 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 the older white person that's standing in front of me is upset at the speed that the people are moving or the language that they're speaking. And, and they feel the necessity to say, Psh, I just give you that dog whistle. Yeah, look. I mean, right. I, so it's the same thing with the political with the with the political thing, and also kind of going back to something you were mentioning before, that a majority of Americans don't act like this and think like this. At what point did we allow in this country? And this is a both side issue because I believe this happens on both sides. At what point did we allow the vocal minority? And I'm not talking minority over skin color or anything. I'm talking about just a group of people. When did we allow the vocal minority to overthrow the silent majority on issues? Has that always been like that? Again, I'm I'm relatively 15, 20 years new to politics in that sense, but has it always been like that? Yeah, I suppose to a certain extent it has, Scotty. I mean, um, people can make a lot of noise. Yeah. And because they make a lot of noise, they're able to get a lot of attention. Hmm. And I think that's where it's incumbent upon the media, the reporters, uh, the people who are part of the national conversation to accurately, accurately give information to all of us about the actual story, right? As opposed yeah. to just what one person said and the other one said. Because let's face it, even the largest Trump rally, the largest, right? What's, what's the biggest rally that Trump ever had? Probably, I don't know, 50,000 people, 100,000 people. Was right? it, didn't he have over 10 million at his inauguration? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> the, it looks great. I mean, you fill up an auditorium. Let's 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 yeah. yeah let, let's give him 200,000 people. He's never had 200,000 people at anything. Right. But let, let's go. Let's let's go 200,000 people. What's the population of the United States? Six. 350 it, million. Uh, 300. Yeah. So 200,000 people showed up to cheer for one guy and on the nightly news, it looks like the world just changed. And guess yeah. what? It didn't. It's just a gathering of people. So, so you have everybody wearing the same hats and you see that constantly, you know, the optics are there. That's exactly right. So, yes, yeah. I mean, small numbers of people. And of course, I'm saying th th there's no 200,000. Mo most of the recent rallies that Trump has had have been between five and 10,000 and some of them barely right. reach 5,000. That's a tiny amount of people. That's yeah. not even a high school football game. <laughs> and yet they play it on the media and they take, we're going live. We're going yeah. live tonight from Trump Rally USA, Lexington, Kentucky. <sighs> and, you know, and they create an impression that is larger than the actuality or the reality, pardon me, of what actually is happening in this United States. So, yeah, that happens all the time. And, and it's happened like before. So I was going to um, say, that seems like a problem, a larger problem outside of even just politics. I mean, 
uh, just a phrase, if it bleeds, it leads in the news or the rubbernecking you see when a car crash happens yeah. or even the even the, 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 the gore type videos that get play on social media when somebody gets hurt or something and people have to share it over and over again. It's like we as humans enjoy those kind of things sometimes. Yeah, and, and by and, the way, and, and you're right. This is not a this is not an this is not a Trumpster thing. This is not no, a this Democrat. Is this is just people who know how to make a lot of noise, even if it's by breaking rules and being unfair, will get more attention. Trump became president because CNN, let me say this again, and maybe this is where we'll close. Yeah. Trump became the president of the United States not because of Fox News. They became the, he became the president of the United States because CNN and many other networks, but primarily CNN, said this is great for ratings. When Marco Rubio gets up to speak, don't carry him. And if he does get up to speak before Trump is speaking, carry him. But as soon as Trump starts, get rid of him. So if Marco Rubio or Jeb Bush or any of those other guys started talking and they were into it for 15 or 30 seconds, bye-bye, we're going to Trump. Why? Because Trump will say crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And Trump knows that all he had to do was continue to say crazy shit. Sometimes stuff he didn't even believe. Michael Cohen will tell you, they planned it in the morning. What are we going to say today so we can get a lot of attention? Even if even if it's nutty, we don't believe it, we don't even care about it, but we just need yeah. to create a crazy headline so CNN will flip to us. So Trump got more coverage on CNN than any candidate in the history of modern television in America. By far. And he won. So, yes, a minority can trump, pardon the expression, Yeah, <laughs> a majority if it can make enough noise and get enough attention. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened. And we know it happened. I don't know. Yeah. And now remember. that attention's backfiring because now they've gotten, they've gotten drunk with that attention. So now that attention's backfiring because they've gotten drunk with that attention have the Trump voters and Americans are looking at them like, you people are crazy. In fact, I can't vote with you anymore. I used to be okay with this. I may have voted for Trump the first time. You know what? I can't even vote Republican anymore because all the Republican candidates are now just like this. I'm not voting for crazy. That, my friend, is what happened. And that's, you're right. That it, you're right. You're brilliant. It started with Roger Ailes deciding Americans had to change. He wanted to give a voice to that quiet conservatives. Mm -hmm. And he did. And then Trump took that voice and blew it up into a tsunami. Blew it up, man. Put some steroids in that thing and, you know, gave some free samples out to everybody. Now they're hooked. And last week, Americans <laughs> looked at it and said, eh, too much. Enough? Yeah. Basta. It seems Buster. like that. Scotty, you're the best, man. I Thanks, mean, man. hey, if I can make one uh, 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 suggestion, this mm -hmm. is something that my father told me as a kid, and sure. I kind of remember it always, is you shouldn't talk politics and religion and even sometimes sports in public. You know, <laughs> I, th I think it's time we get back to that, man, as a country. Yeah, I think it's intimate. When I want to have a discussion right? about personal. politics, I might have it with a family member. Sure. I'll pick my... I'll pick my moments carefully. Mm -hmm. My brother and I disagree on politics and we have conversations, yeah. but I pick them carefully and we disagree, but we still love each other. Um, right. I love talking politics with you. I love yeah. talking politics with Jerry and a lot of the guys here. And I can talk politics with some of my friends who are very conservative and even some people who voted for Trump. Uh, but you're right. It, just, you don't do it at a backyard barbecue. You don't do it at a restaurant. You, you don't, don't do, do it at, at a, a restaurant. carnival. You don't do it at a park. You don't do it I mean, at the. Gr you don't walk into a grocery store, run into an old friend, and the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, you know, hey, how about these, uh, you know, whatever <laughs> people, uh, you know, like I go what? to Disney World and what I people? see somebody wearing a MAGA hat. What's the point of wearing the MAGA hat to Disney other other than to elicit a negative reaction from people like me, for example? Yeah. And now there's there's like this you know, unspoken hatred towards each other or just, you know, look at this guy wearing his hat, uh, you know, but why? What's the point of it? Yeah. Unfortunately, though, it's going to be incumbent upon all of us as America to get 
through and by and past that MAGA hat. And but is this what we're going to see moving forward? Is it going to be DeSantis hats? Is it going to be Biden hats? Is it going to be like? There's nothing wrong is, with a DeSantis hat. There's nothing wrong four, with a Biden four years hat. Late, but but four wearing, years later, but four well, years later, no, after the election was won, that's no, what I'm saying. I, I think that, no, but look, the point you made was about the MAGA thing. And the right. MAGA thing represents something which to many Americans is pretty horrible. It means Jews will not replace us. It means all Mexicans are criminals. It means anybody who is for Black Lives Matter is a thug. It yeah. means all of those things and more to 50% of the American people. So that's the meaning behind that particular item of clothing. So when you wear it, that 50% of people will think that's what you believe. And I don't know if um, we can get mad at somebody for wearing clothing because this is a free country. You should be able to wear whatever you want. The only way we will eradicate this is if the people who wear those MAGA hats, as we just saw in this election, might think to themselves, I don't want people to think of that about me because, yeah, I like Trump and that's why I wore the hat. But I don't think that all Mexicans are criminals and rapists. I don't think all Latinos are bad people. I don't think Jews are all horrible people. I don't think all people who agreed with Black Lives Matter because they were angry that police had, you know, stomped or killed African-Americans are all thugs. I don't believe that. So... If that's what people believe that I believe when I wear this hat, you know what? I'm going to stop wearing the hat. It has to come from them. It yeah, has no, to I come from them. And and if anything, this election showed, I'll leave the show, I'll end the show with this. My prediction. Fewer people as of next week will start, will, will be wearing those mega hats. I don't know what the number is, but it's no longer that cool. In fact, it's almost starting to be a little uncool to wear a MAGA hat and to represent or to follow some of these MAGA candidates like this woman, Carrie Lake and uh, Cruella DeVille, I mean, sorry, uh, to, you know, to, to support Cruella in Arizona, who has said just out and out lies, just horrible lies about so many things and is trying to create hate amongst the people of Arizona. And fewer people in Arizona who have now recognized that will now say, you know what? I still want to vote Republican, but I can't be into this. This is too much. It's getting too ugly. And I'm not going to wear the hat anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my prediction. Well, I agree. And we'll end with that. I'm Rick Sanchez. He's Scotty Mednick. And look, if we weren't doing this uh, as a podcast, we'd probably be on the phone talking to each other and sharing the shit about the same thing. So what, <laughs> literally what, what you just listened to is essentially a conversation between Rick and Scotty that we have all the time on politics and stuff like this. And I hope you understand it. I hope you can feel a part of it because that's what I want you to be. You know, it's the Rick Sanchez podcast. We're a part of Agua Media. We've got a lot of other podcasts on the way, by the way. And I like to turn this into more than just a discussion of politics. That's why it's, I say messaging is important and we can learn from these experience about how we can become better as, 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 as human beings, as family members, as business people even, as men and women in this country of ours. So it's called the Rick Sanchez Podcast. Please do me a favor. Tell somebody about it. Send it to somebody. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. And it's wherever you find your podcasts. By the way, we're going to be doing something pretty cool right now. TYT reached out, and they want us to start doing uh, a little capsule for them. They say, we think you have an interesting opinion, Rick. So, you know, we've seen you and Scotty bantering, and maybe we can include that in some of our stuff. And, you know, TYT, they've got like a billion people who watch them on YouTube. So you're going to start seeing some of the stuff that I do now on TYT as well. So uh, look for it, okay? And if you do see it, make sure you do this. Subscribe. <laughs> there you go. Dale. Andale. Vamos con todo and con latitud. That's that Latino attitude we talk about all the time. See ya. Agua. Ah, mm. 
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.